Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. I've got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make Watch It Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. Yeah, Dane, you're right. I might have to switch to an iPad. I'm so tired of all these uh, Nielsen ratings and all that jazz. I'm just saying, I do the show tonight. I'm going to do Fantasy Freestyle tonight. I'm Mm going to do in-game live tonight. You know what I do uh, when I'm heading home? I have the game on my phone, on my computer, and I'm watching the game, but no one's counting that for rating. I I honestly don't know how much of it. Sure. The numbers have adjusted to this cut the cord culture that we're now in. And I don't know if these numbers are comparing apples to apples. I, I honestly don't know. But Absolutely. I digress. Go yeah, ahead. There's so many different options. But as you said, we digress. Guys, what is with these Nationals? Game two of the World Series. They take the Astros down 12-3. Washington explodes for six runs in the seventh inning. Steven Strasburg outpitches Justin Verlander. Strasburg went six innings, allowing two earned runs, getting seven strikeouts and one walk. Verlander also went six innings, but he allowed four earned runs, getting six strikeouts and three walks. Kurt Suzuki, Adam Eaton, and Michael Taylor all homered in the Nationals' win. Game three will be happening, uh, I believe it's uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Houston heads to Washington to play game three. Zach Greinke will take on Anibal Sanchez the Nationals are still considered underdogs. They're plus 112 on the money line. I don't know when we're ever going to see them become favorites, uh, but they're up 2 nothing in the series. The over-under is 7.5. So at this rate, the Nationals contain all the momentum heading into Game 3. Guys, the NBA season opening week continued last night. We'll go with the two televised games from yesterday. The 76ers took down the Boston Celtics. Philadelphia takes the first battle of the two Eastern Conference favorites. Ben Simmons led the way with 24 points, a near triple-double with 8 rebounds and 9 assists. Joel Embiid notched a double-double with 15 points and 13 rebounds. For Boston, Gordon Hayward got 25 points and 5 rebounds. Jason Tatum finished with his double-double of 21 points and 10 rebounds. The second game for television last night was the Nuggets taking on the Trailblazers. They took them down 108-100 to in a rematch of last year's Western Conference semifinals. The Nuggets spoiled Portland's home opener, uh, their 50th season home opener. I believe they had a streak, too, the Trailblazers. It was like 16 games of home open victories. That just ended last night with the Nuggets. Nikola Jokic added 20 points and 13 rebounds despite sitting in the first half due to foul trouble. Uh, And Will Barton added 19 points and 5 rebounds as well. For the Trailblazers, Damian Lillard led the way in the game, 32 points, 8 assists. And Hassan Whiteside got a double-double with 16 points, but 19 rebounds. Good for Whiteside in this matchup. Uh, We got um, some NBA action tonight. We got the Atlanta Hawks visiting the Detroit Pistons. Hawks are your one-point favorites. The over-under is 222. The Bucks visiting the Rockets. We're going to see Russell Westbrook and James Harden back together again. They are two-point favorites, and the Bucks are 106 plus 106 on the money line. The over-under is 231.5. And the Clippers playing their second game against the Warriors in Golden State. Guys, the Clippers are favored. They're two-point favorites. I never thought I'd see the day the Warriors are plus money on the money line. They're plus mm-hmm. 110. This is a different age in the NBA. Times are changing, guys. There's no more super team over in uh, Oracle, 
or what's left of Oracle, I guess. Uh, the over-under is 224. In the NFL, guys, Josh Gordon landed on the IR. The Patriots wide receiver has been playing through a left knee injury and was knocked out of the team's win over the Giants. Through six games, he has 20 catches for 287 yards and one touchdown. So the Patriots used the minor injured reserve designation, which means that the team has to release him once he becomes healthy. Now, if, he, if this happens after the trade deadline, Gordon would then jump on waivers, and any team could make a claim and pick him up. Do you think any teams could make a push with him, or is he just too much of a risk with you know, the marijuana Those good old injuries? The Browns, his former squad. The Browns will take him back, you think, after all that drama and controversy? <laughs> you heard, Joe said Antonio Brown was talking to the damn Browns. So if I have a choice between Antonio Brown and Josh <laughs> Gordon, I'm taking Josh Gordon every single time. Yeah, I mean, probably a little, a little less drama with, with Gordon as opposed to Brown. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that'd be kind of cool, though. Antonio Brown on the Browns. Brown, Brown. Well, let's not, let's not go ahead of us. All right, yeah. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that be. Uh, Thursday Night Football tonight, guys. The Redskins taking on the Vikings. Minnesota is 16-and-a-half-point favorites. The Redskins are plus 800 on the money line. If that's an underdog, then there it is. The over-under is 41-and-a-half. That'll be coming out 8.20 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Some props you may want to consider. Kirk Cousins, who's been hot the last couple of weeks, 245-and-a-half total passing yards. Dalvin Cook's total rushing yards are at 90 and a half. And Stefan Diggs receiving yards since Adam Thielen is questionable for the game. He may not play. He is at 89 and a half total receiving yards. Uh, that'll be, again, tonight, 8.20 p.m. Eastern on Fox. And, Dane, I'm going to throw this in there just for you. Unfortunately, NYCFC fell yeah, down in a heartbreaker. Toronto Did you took see out. any of the game? No, but Absolute my brother was nonsense. at the game. My brother was Absolute at the game. Absolute nonsense. <laughs> Penalty right, kick in the 90th minute. Started. Penalty kick, I yeah, believe. penalty kick in the 90th minute. Crazy. And the first goal was a whatever, whatever. For NYCFC, but the Bronx was rocking. You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Welcome in our two... Make it rain here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Uh, As we're getting ready here, guys, uh, Thursday night football, both the NFL and college football variety, three pretty damn good college uh, and NBA games uh, as well here tonight. We get our first look at some of our favorite teams, but got a couple of college games tomorrow heading into a weekend that is loaded with conference games in college on Saturday and uh, NFL games that, uh, yeah, it's do, it's do or die time for some teams here in week eight uh, as we approach the halfway point of the season. And last night was uh, was not good for the Houston Astros, to say the least. Very good for the Washington Nationals. Not great in the ratings department so far as the, the only World Series that was actually rated less, Dane, or had fewer viewers was 2012. That had the Giants and the Kansas City Royals, uh, 2014 Actually. rather, uh, the Royals and the Giants, which yeah, that was the mad bum year. I get it, right? I I I understand. Uh, the Washington Nationals only been around how long? I don't know how big their fan base is going to be here. Uh, Houston's a pretty big media market, and it's probably making up a bulk of the the viewership that's currently watching this. But I I think there's no doubt. I think we could all agree. 
that the Yankees, Dodgers, any sort of affiliation with the World Series would have been, shall I say, uh, maybe a few more uh, TV screens uh, being watched here as they are national brands while the Astros are nice and the Nationals are nice. They're not going to move the needle. And I think Major League Baseball knew that. And the diehards will watch, but the casual fan, uh, the best thing about the Yankees, Dan, is people would watch just to watch them lose or want them to lose. So like me or hate me, you're still going to consume me. And that's uh, that's where it is with baseball right now. And it's un, it's unfortunate, but I don't think the numbers are going to get any better now that you got a 12-3 game last night. Yeah. I mean, this is not New York versus L.A., right? This is not Yankees no. Dodgers, which is not obviously Boston. what yeah. you know Manfred was probably hoping for to get yep. both coached engaged. But, you know, we'll see. So it's got to be something about the play on the field. And 12-3 ain't going to do it. No, uh, it ain't. But I do think these numbers <laughs> are clouded by streaming these days. I uh, I agree with you. I'm wondering if there's any way to be able to see who it may be. I don't know how they count that. Metric, yeah, maybe a different metric. Password with 18 people, you know? Yeah, or a bar filled with 300 people watching. Coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Let's make it rain. Hour two. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. I love this uh, love this picture here, Dane, that uh, uh, Darren yeah. Ravel had thrown up on his Twitter page, and it, and it exemplifies what's going on with Major League Baseball. But I, I'm going to argue with this picture. I'll put it up so you guys can see it. But this was, uh, yeah. this was a kid, front row, yeah. right, on his phone. You can see, obviously, somebody's at bat. You're at the World Series, game one. Those Good tickets seats. probably run about five grand a piece. <laughs> wow! And he's playing a video game on his phone in the middle of uh, in the middle of the game. But I Ridiculous. would say this: I don't care if this was the Super Bowl, the Stanley Cup. This kid, along with millions of others, is probably playing this regardless of where he's at. So it's not just a baseball thing. This is uh, this Society is a generational thing. thing. I hear you. You know yeah, what I mean? Joe, it is, and you know, Joe. I t- Yesterday, Joe, I was going, you know, I had to get cash out of the ATM. So right. I go to the bank, right? The security guard oh, no. is just boom on the phone like this. And I was like, this oh. is hysterical. I, I, I went and did my thing on the line or the ATM or whatever. And I, I, I was standing on, I just stared at the security guard to see how long it would be before the guard picked up their damn head from the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the entire time I was there, Joe. It was like yep. four minutes straight. The security guard never lifted their head from their phone. I thought it was their job to be aware of the surroundings, to be able to protect people, not to post on Instagram. Well, dude, he's probably on a serious level of Candy Crush. So, I mean, in his defense, that's what they make security cameras for. I'm just saying. Uh, but <laughs> Cashiers yes. at Dwayne Reed. <laughs> that's Cashiers at Dwayne Reed looking like I'm bothering them yeah. to have them ring up my yeah. stuff. 
Exactly. Yeah, here it is, Venmo Brian. It looks like Venmo Brian yeah, in really. the front row, and he's probably checking. Uh, see, now this would be one thing if the kid was checking his bankroll, you know, uh, sure. with the, you know, the FanDuel app. Fan app. Exactly. Good. That's what I'm talking about. But uh, something tells me that, yeah, no, that looks a lot like, uh, yeah, that looks a lot like Candy Crush. I'm just I'm saying. Going. So, yeah, congratulations there. Uh, to a kid who gets a $5,000 front row seat to a World Series game one. He's wearing the Astros gear. Yeah. He's just not He's just not watching the game. But I do think that's a generational thing here, guys. I, it's not. People will try to paint that as, well, that's why baseball sucks. Yeah, guys, that's no, not. No. Yeah, no. He's doing that regardless. Front row seat at the World Series. Yes, exactly. You're Thank lucky you. the protective netting is covering him. Okay, thank you. You would not? No. No, not at the World Series, no. Would you do Does it at that a work Cowboys in the game? Uh, it depends what the score is. I'm not playing a game. I'll just be, you know, texting some ladies, maybe. Ah, no doubt. Oh, look at you. Look at you swiping right at a game, huh? Look at you. Swipe right at the uh, at the World Series. Very impressive, Venmo. Very impressive, man. Uh, not so much impressive with the television numbers, but we'll see how it all uh, pans out. It's still 12 and a half million people. Uh, it's still the number one watch thing on TV right now. So 12 and a half million people is 12 and a half times it by three. When uh, to Dane's point, you consider who's got it on a tablet, who's stealing it, who is uh, who's watching it when it really doesn't belong to them. I think any of these games, whether it be the World Series, I think they're all under uh, undervalued a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure tonight, though, Dane, that. The Washington Redskins are given any hope of actually winning this game. And I don't know that that's the best play on the tonight in this game. 16 and a half, 17 points is a lot of points when we've seen Kurt Cousins. What, what has he rattled off? Two or three good games in a row? You and I both know what happens after that. You know, when Kurt Cousins is supposed to win, yeah, this um, I don't know that I trust Kirk Cousins in order to get 17 points on a team whose best asset is obviously their defense there. So I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of this game tonight. I'm still on the fence. I just know it's not just a, hey, throw the money down and give me Kirk Cousins to lay 17. I don't know. Yeah. It worries me a little bit. Yeah, I hear you. Where I will say throw the money down on is give me less than 41 and a half points, Joe. Um, listen, okay. Listen, this Washington team, we know about this offense anyway. When they made the move to the new head coach, uh, the interim, Bill, Bill Callahan, the offensive line, one of the things he said is they're going to run the football more. Well, guess what? Adrian Peterson now has the high ankle sprain. Chris Thompson has been ruled out. Darius Geis is still a couple of weeks away from coming back on the IR to return. Joe, we're talking Wendell Smallwood tonight, okay? And we've also talked about how that Minnesota Vikings defense, we say they're good at home. Last time I checked, this game is being played in Minnesota. I don't see how uh, Washington puts up the points. I know Minnesota, you don't trust Kirk Cousins and primetime games and that sort of thing. And I believe you. I agree with you. But this still to me is 28-10, 28-6, something like that. I, I, I do think just I don't see how Washington moves the ball or does anything offensively. And I think the Vikings, without Adam Thielen, still have Cook, still have Diggs. And Cousins, yeah, I know he's not 
that kind of tier one, I raise all boats quarterback, but I do think in this kind of matchup, I can trust them to get the win. The Vikings have a ton more to play for. The 17 points would scare me. So that's why I'm leaning under over picking a side. Remember, it's also Cousins uh, trying to show the Washington football team that they shouldn't have franchised him like three times in a row that he was worth it. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, collecting that nineteen million dollars every year. Yeah. yeah, poor bastard. He gets uh, dollar dollar bills. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's he's crying uh, hundred dollar bills there. Uh, I will have this though. I've got uh, these two quarterbacks, uh, Keenum and uh, Cousins, on a Thursday night game. We've got some records here. Okay. Uh, we'll start with uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. This is his sixth start on a Thursday night. His teams three and two straight up and against the number when he has been the quarterback in this spot. Uh, Kirk Cousins, one in five straight up on Thursday night football, one in five. Uh, I will say this for both guys, the totals for Kirk Cousins, the over is hit in five of the six and the total is hit in four of the five for, uh, for, um, uh, our boy Keenum here. But again, you've got two teams that like to run the ball. Uh, not that it's going to be a hard time for Minnesota to score, but you've got two teams who aren't exactly the fastest pace teams, short week. To me, having enough possessions in order to be able to pull away is a tough thing to ask. I don't think they're going to ask Kirk Cousins to throw the ball 50 times tonight. So I, I think it's get a win, get the hell out right. of there, and and be and be good to go. And that yeah. This has got backdoor cover written all over it in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. That's why I'm not touching the side. But like you said, I think they're going to try and hop in, hop out, get out of Dodge with a W. That leans mm. to me. Whatever happens in the first half happens. Let's say, you know, 17-3, and that's cool, right? But then I think they just give the ball to Dalvin Cook in the second half, and that runs the clock, and that's right. why I, that's why I lean under. Yeah. And the uh... – I'm not going to push it. And I'm shocked nobody's brought it up yet, but you know it's coming. Uh, maybe yeah. they've just, you know, they've they've come to the realization. Why are you starting Case Keenum again? Yeah, I don't Where know. is Dwayne Haskins? This is Haskins time, right? It's got to be. Yeah. I, am I right, dude? I mean, oh, why is Haskins right. not in this lineup? I don't care. How, at this point, we don't care if he's ready or not. I agree. I we get agree. him ready. The way you yep. get him ready is throw him out there at this point. As long as... He knows the playbook and the calls well enough to not literally get people hurt. As Yo, long as exactly. he cannot, you yep. know, and my, and I'm not talking about just him. I'm talking about his wide outs. I'm talking about, you know, that the, the running backs. As long as he's competent enough to not get people hurt. And I believe he is, okay? And Because and, I've seen him pre-draft, okay, right. like on the whiteboard at like the Gruden quarterback camp and all that stuff. And people were impressed with him. So this idea that he's so behind the, the curve that he can't even understand tra- – this is now two months later, right? you got to see what you have in the kid. You have to. I believe, Joe, I'm saying the same thing about Ryan Finley in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. The time yeah. has come, people. I don't know that – unless there's something else going on where they truly feel like, right. you, you know, he's, like he's he going to get, get somebody hurt. killed. Or right. he's going to get killed. You know what I mean? Fair. One or the other. So – I get Unless the protection. there's literally fear. There's no reason he should not be playing. If he is healthy, competent, ready to go, that means if he is healthy, the competent is the problem. And that should scare Washington Redskins fans. Is he really? This is two, two coaches now that have decided right. not to play him.
So interesting stuff there. All right, we'll break down the uh, college game. We'll take a look ahead here as to what is next this weekend. Coming up, make it rain. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. can't believe it. it is thursday already here wow on the grid october 24th get ready for of course week number eight in the nfl season week nine in the college football season almost to the halfway point here at both this is going to be a lot of fun tonight as we get one nfl game and of course one college game and also what would be fun is if you got in the game tonight and joined yourself with uh, with DraftKings. Get to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Open yourself up an account because listeners of this show right now, you guys can get a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. And here is how it works. It's actually fairly simple. You simply create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. You make yourself a deposit, and then, boom, you place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus of up to 500 bucks. Now, the offer eligible for all users, but new users – you guys will get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks. So head over to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. And this Redskins game uh, tonight, uh, Dane and I uh, going over the numbers here. It's, you know, Kurt Cousins expecting or banking on Kurt Cousins to uh, to cover 16 and a half or 17 points. I mean, on paper, it looks like a potential Thursday night blowout for the home team, which we know, right, uh, has often 60% of the time Thursday night home teams, they win, they cover. It's It's been, we know this. Uh, the Redskins have the third worst record in the NFL. I think they're tied with the Falcons right now. Uh, they've already fired their coach. They've got a top 10 draft pick quarterback that's still sitting on the bench with absolutely. And we're still trying to figure out why that is, but they did cover as a 10 point home dog last week in the slop. They lost nine, nothing to the 49ers. The defense that they do have is pretty damn good. It's probably the best defense that they have. However, no Josh Norman tonight, which is odd because he hasn't been practicing and we haven't gotten a reason as to why that is. Um, but it is without a doubt, but yeah, (laughs) a little late for that. I don't think anybody's picking up that one. Uh, point differential also stood out here, Dane. You've got a Redskins team who is minus 86. The Vikings are plus 69 so far, uh, this year. But again, I'll go back to it. This whole, we know how good Zimmer is at home in this spot, non, you know, at a conference as a favorite, in fact, Thursday night football favorites in general of 13 or more, they're 8-1 and one against the number since 2003. The Patriots just covered in this exact spot a couple of weeks ago against the Giants. They were 16.5-point favorites. 
uh, and they won 35 to 14. So there is some money that came in on the over. It pushed it up to 42. It opened up at 41. Uh, no Adam Thielen in this game, but I do think a lot of Dalvin Cook, a lot of running. You still like the under in this spot, correct? I do, because like you just said, a lot of running. That keeps the clock mm-hmm. running. And I think that's, you know, this is the one where uh, I don't believe Washington's offense is a threat to anything, especially that good Minnesota defense at home. Mm-hmm. And I think at some point when Minnesota's in the 20s, they'll they'll have enough and then they'll leverage that running game. And by the way, you know, Dalvin Cook is one of the best, you know, one of the top five running backs in the NFL at, right now, right? So yes. they, they feel comfortable doing that. Remember, no Adam Thielen tonight, it looks like, as well. So we're talking about, you know, them trying to do what they need to conservatively. And I think they're trying to run the clock in the fourth quarter. And they just don't get there, nor do they care to put right. up that many points in this context. And I think this is a good opportunity, guys, tonight, too, as well, to Listen, correlate the bets here. If you are convinced that Minnesota is going to be able to cover the 16 and a half, 17 points, then go with the over because they're going to have to. They're going to cover it then at that particular point. But if you think, I don't want to bet Washington, but I do think, well, then go with the under. Because if you don't, if you think Washington's going to cover, then Dane is a good chance we're looking at 24-10, in which case, they cover. So, right. you know, correlate the bet here. If you think that it's definitely Minnesota's game to cover, also. go over. <laughs> right. Go, you know, go. Well, yeah, but they haven't been. They've averaged 13 points a game despite being shut out last week. So this is not yeah. the Jets and Luke Falk. This is not a team that is going to get shut out. They are, yeah. in fact, going to be able to score some points. All you need is 10. And yeah, though all of a sudden now the the over is going to come into play. If you think right. they're going to put up over thirty points, and you think it's going to be digs all day, then by all means take the over, guys. But if you think eh, Washington they're going to put up ten, fifteen, thirteen points somewhere along those lines, the under is definitely the play. In fact, I'm shocked it's at forty. Wait a second, Joe. I really if you am. think Minnesota, wait a second. If you think Washington's going to put up double digits, then isn't the over the play? Because then isn't it like really then hard for them to make that point spread with within 40 points? Well, no, I mean, they could 27-13, okay, 24-10. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they get to 30. I don't think Minnesota gets to 30. That's why I wouldn't back them and lay 17. I do think a team that averages 13 points this year, including being shut out, well, then give me 13 points. I'll assume they can score 13 points tonight. The question is then, do you think Minnesota is going to drop 35, 38? Do you think no, they're I going don't. to? Yeah, I don't, I don't. either. Because I, I don't I think, think that's think their goal. You know, yeah, I think they can I don't think that's the goal. gas come late third quarter. Right. And by the way, that, that cover by New England a couple of weeks ago on Thursday night was because the defense scored, you know, two touchdowns in that game. So I right. don't know that, you know, while the defense is good, I wouldn't bank on that necessarily um but it's still football any which way you cut it you got first halves you got second half you got a lot of different ways to be able to approach it uh also this uh this game tonight here for uh Houston and SMU and and really what you need to know about this is Houston uh new coach came from West Virginia uh you may see the guy's a bit of a lunatic there this is Derek King remember when we talked about this team in the beginning of the year Dane This kid was a Heisman hopeful. He was going to put up a million and one points. Uh, He had put up an unbelievable season last year. He plays three or four games in a season, then goes, you know what, guys? 
I'm going to red shirt, take the rest of the year off because really this team sucks. Um, so after playing games, yeah, yeah. So he was exactly because he he exploited the loophole and then okay. Other guys, because you can only play a certain amount of snaps before you're ineligible to be able to right. take the year off. He played just enough and then took it off. And then, of course, so did it a lot of other people on the team that also came there to play with him. And now, so this team has been, yeah, this team has been an absolute mess ever since. They went from throwing the ball 500, averaging 500 yards a game, to now they run the ball 30 times a game because they don't have anybody else. So, So yes, SMU, on the other hand, is quite the – Quite the passing team. You guys are actually be pretty impressed over here. So, uh, and they're averaging 44 points a game. So I think you can see why the difference of uh, of a 13 and a half point is it up to 14 at Fanduel? It is up to 14, Joe. Yeah, it is up to 14. So at this is this is the and biggest blowout. Yeah, yeah. The over also, by the way, seven and zero in SMU's uh, all of SMU's games here. Uh, so what's the number sitting at right now? 65 and a half. They could score 55 by themselves. Oh, right. my word. Yeah, I Would wouldn't you- I wouldn't hesitate to lay the points with SMU here. This, yeah. this Houston team is a, uh, you know, they're home, but they're a nightmare. They're an absolute nightmare. And plus, I wouldn't touch anything Houston related this week. The Astros have just yeah, right. uh, got their asses handed to them. You know what I mean? I don't trust the Texans this weekend oh, necessarily Texans, either. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Houston, I think, has got like a big Rocks black. Tonight. Yeah, and I got a big uh, – they got a black cloud going over them. I don't want nothing to do with them at all. Uh, but you oh, mentioned no. earlier, too, Dane, no. last night, one of the games that you are on, of course, was your uh, your soccer team. Yeah. And what happened in that game? Because all of a sudden I woke up this morning, I'm seeing, congratulations, Toronto. And I'm like, Toronto, what the hell did – yeah, what happened in that game, man? Sure. Uh, first of all, the game was played at City Field, not Yankee Stadium, which uh, – right. I mean, well, the crowd was that, right. Yep. Crowd was live. It was good, you know, but I, I do feel some kind of way about you play all year long to be the one seed and have home field right. advantage and then you get shipped off. And there was no game at Yankee Stadium last night. They could have got that field ready, but that's a that's more of an excuse. Right. Here's what happened, Joe. R- two ridiculous things happened against New York City, a straight up like a defenseman like. You know, a lot of times defensemen kick it back to the goalie, you know, like that's just a normal play. Yeah. One of our defensemen tried to kick it back to the goalie, didn't realize one of the Toronto guys was there and literally turned it over right in front of the goalie. Okay, like on one of those little back passes to the goalie, a Toronto guy was there, cut it off and boom, scored. That was the first goal of the game. NYC get the goal in the second half to tie it up. Okay, and it's doing well. Momentum, the crowd, all that good stuff. All right, Joe, oh, in God. the 90th minute. 90th. Yep, they <laughs> oh, called a penalty kick against New York City. Oh, come on. And a guy, Toronto, literally in the 90th minute, Joe, took a penalty kick, hit the penalty kick, and then there was, there was no time left, and they lost 2-1. to one. But literally a completely bonehead uh, turnover with like three feet away from the goal. Right. Scored, gave up the first goal. And a and a penalty inside the box in the 90th minute, Joe, uh, gave up the second goal. Were they calling? Uh, was this like an out of nowhere penalty, or was it uh, was it questionable at best, or was it a penalty? It was a very very stupid play by the defender and should. Have oh, okay, been all right. So he okay. So that's it. And that's how they. What was their price last night? Uh, they were minus 150. 
They were minus 150. I, I, I ultimately did not bet it. Um, no, to your I point, though, why that... play get home field if you can't actually have a home field? I, I mean, well, how hard is it to put up a soccer yes, stadium? And how hard is it to set it up? They should build a soccer stadium. They would fill the place. I've gone to Red Bulls games in New Jersey. Right. You know, and it's it's a soccer only stadium. It's and it's loud. It's a, it's it's a thing. It's nice. Yeah. And they're gonna be a contending playoff team for years to come. And I believe the Yankees will as well. So this may not be the only time this kind of weird conflict happens in October. Ridiculous. Yeah. And so that means you got a uh, another dog that wins last night on ridiculousness. I I think there's something Ridiculous. to that, man. I, you got to. It's like playing an away game. It's like playing an away game. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Some uh, updates here for this weekend in the uh, the NFL. We'll start, of course, with uh, Drew Brees saying that he is ready to rock and roll uh, against Arizona on Sunday. He has been practicing. He's got a little brace on that thumb, but he's ready to go now. Whether or not uh, whether or not uh, Peyton Sean Peyton goes ahead and uh, and gives him the go ahead remains to be seen. Nothing has been announced officially, but he is. Back in pads, throwing the ball. He is ready to go. At least according to Drew Brees, he's ready to rock and roll. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is also back in practice. Ridiculous. But um, he has not been ruled out to be able to play this Sunday night game against against Aaron Rodgers and company in Green Bay. So uh, who saw that coming? But he actually... Matt Moore took a majority of the snaps with the starters thus far, but Andy Reid, again, ain't rolling it out. So we might be, uh, I I would think it's a long shot for him to play in this game, but he could be at least dressed on the sideline. Who knows? Uh, If you're going to dress him, if you're going to let him be there, why wouldn't you let him go? I'm shocked he's back at practice. To be honest, I'm shocked he's there. Why? Unless you're going to play him, why have him on the knee at all? You know what I mean? No reason. This is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. This is like, oh, I don't know, calling a quarterback sneak with your quarterback who has a bad ankle. Like, what are they trying to have him not make it through the season? Makes no sense. You know what I mean? Like, you don't – listen, they're a playoff team. Like, regardless of if he sits for the next three weeks, right? Right. Like, don't don't, don't you sometimes lose the battle to win the war? Like, you need Patrick Mahomes healthy for December and January. Take an extra week in October or early November. I don't understand it. And to be quite honest, Joe, what I just said, the same thing applies to Drew Brees. Okay? It really does. And, Joe, they're home for Arizona this week. You're telling me Teddy Bridgewater can't put up points against them? He put up 31 against Tampa, 36 against Chicago. He can't put up points against Arizona at home. And then they have a bye in week nine? Like, hey, Drew, chill. Come on back November 10th at home against Atlanta. 
who also hasn't made a decision on Matt Ryan yet, still hasn't practiced, but of course, still no word on whether or not he will uh, he will go this weekend. So uh, a bit of a head scratcher going on here around the horn with these guys. I don't know why. Unless you're going to play these guys, why have them, why out here? Like Mahomes, why have him out there at all? Like why even on a limited basis are you playing him? Listen, if Drew Brees is ready to go, he's saying he's ready to go. So what's the problem? There must be a holdup there with Sean Payton not announcing that to begin with. So what's the problem? Maybe Drew Brees thinks he's ready to go. Sean Payton doesn't. Uh, We won't know, of course, which makes it very hard also to bet these games, guys, if you don't know who the hell a quarterback is going to be, because you're either getting a rusty ass Drew Brees who hasn't thrown a pass in what, six weeks, seven weeks, um, Mm -hmm. or who the hell's the bet? Matt Schaub is going to go for Atlanta? Like, uh, God almighty. Um, I'm not concerned about Atlanta. For me, it's it's, it's the Saints one. The Saints are a problem, and um, I don't know what. Does it change your mind if Matt Moore or, let's say, if he walks on water, Patrick Mahomes, uh, they go ahead and throw him out there? Are you? Does it change your mind on how you look at that game? Because could he be one hit away from not being in the game anymore? Yeah, but that's what I thought was the case on Thursday Night Football. I said it on this show. So, like, there's honestly, if if Patrick Mahomes starts this week – one, I'll be flabbergasted, okay, because, you. you know, a mere six days ago, people were wondering he may be done for the year, and mm-hmm. people were saying, oh, it's three to six weeks, and, and then that somehow turns into three to six days? Like, that would be ridiculous, and I, I just think it's a stupid idea. Like, I have nothing else to say, Joe. It would yeah. be stupid for them to rush Patty Mahomes back after what we saw. Honestly, on just the ankle alone. If you yep. have an opportunity to rest it, do it. The Jets uh, also, we've got a, a bit of a hangnail going on with Sam Darnold right now. So he hasn't practiced. Uh, so that's uh, that's just adding fuel to the fire. Uh, the Jets also have an offensive lineman in which they won't, uh, they won't allow him to have a shoulder surgery because, or at least been doing everything in their power uh, to uh, to contradict what now I believe Two outside second opinion doctors have said you need to get this shoulder uh, operated on. Um, it, you know, a guy that they traded for. Did they not this uh, assimilate, they did. didn't they? Yeah. They traded Oakland, yeah. for him. They got three games out of him, and he's like, I can't move my arm, guys. Like, my shoulder is shot. But the Jets are like, yeah, no, you can play. You, you can have the surgery after this season. They even docked him $579,000 a game check. Um, because they're saying it's conduct contra- detrimental to the team. He got not one, but two uh, independent doctor opinions saying have the surgery. He even posted one of them yesterday on his Instagram page showing the doctor letter saying, you got to have this thing operated on. Now, he says he's having it done, whether the Jets say okay or not. The Jets can. They filed workman's comp. It's the same thing. The, the Jets can file the claim and the surgery is paid for, or he's paying for it, one or the other. But the Jets, for some reason, will not allow him or are trying to get him to avoid the surgery. I don't know why, Dane. Makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, this sounds a lot like that Trent, like what Trent Williams in Washington, yes. right? Like yes. this idea of like the medical team and the player, like not seeing eye to eye on what it is and treatment. 
and if he should be out there. Like, this is weird to me, Joe, especially if he's got two documented medical opinions saying he needs the surgery. You talk about who paid – like, this sounds like a union grievance. Like, I don't – like, he gets fined game checks, and, and there's legitimate doctors saying that he's not making anything up. Like, this sounds like he can file a grievance, like, to get that yeah. money back. He shouldn't be – I mean, I'm a Jets fan and all, but this – this sounds weird, and this also sounds like, you know, gays, like, trying to maintain control on some, on some level. Yeah, I, I don't know. All I can say is that there is some suspicion, I guess, on the Jets' part who feel that this all of a sudden uh, shoulder injury was, A, a pre-existing condition that came over from the Raiders. The Raiders okay. should have known this, or they should have known through that. Um, okay. They also think it's very funny how all of a sudden, when they were threatening to bench his ass, all of a sudden now he's got a uh, he's got a shoulder problem. So you know, there's two sides to every story. It's not just that the Jets are trying to be you know screw oh, you, you, you're not hurt. Uh, I don't but blame if them. Documentation Listen, if they got... saying the injury is real, Joe. Then the injury right. is real. Yeah, then let it do it. Unless their doctors are saying that he this is crap, he can now, you know, listen, I if I put 10 doctors in a room, I can probably get 10 different opinions. So yeah. it's, you know, I mean, that's that's probably the case. But I don't think the Jets are doing it to be douchebags. I think the Jets truly believe there's something else going on here. Otherwise, sign off, let them have the surgery, you're good to go. I don't know how you can... How do you recover from this as a organization, though, with this guy? Like, you went out of your way. You went out of your way to get him. Um, he was supposed to anchor this offensive line for you, and he's been a mess all year, by the way. I don't think he was as good as they thought he was. There might be some buyer's remorse here, but he's Make only making— Make part of the reason why. Why? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean— They, they listen, inherited— I Two years was left. I think he had $21, 22000000 million left on his contract right. from the Raiders. So that's what they took over. I think they're like, screw this. The Raiders should be paying. This guy's injury happened long before he got here. Um, and we probably weren't notified. Team physical? Isn't that well, why teams, when you make a trade, I that agree. player has to pass the team physical? Like, yep. this all sounds like a lot of subjective CYA stuff right now. But to right. me, Joe, it's very clear. What the hell did the documentation say upon the trade? Your right. team doctors gave him a physical in whatever it was, July mm-hmm. or June, whenever the trade happened. You yep. gave him the once over. Either this was there or it wasn't. And now right. I, I can understand you being like, ah, rub some dirt on it. You'll be OK. But, Joe, it's really hard for me to believe if there is multiple other doctors opinions saying that the injury is valid mm. and the injury is valid, Joe. Yeah, it's, um, you know, what, what did he what did he know and what did the Raiders know and when did they know? And, you know, it's not like you're uh, if, if he's not saying my shoulder hurts, why the well, hell would you look at you know, the responsibility to figure it out? He goes know, through a, a team torn, physical. A torn labor is like, wow. Hitting that, that, a, torn, a partially that, torn labrum in the team physical? Totally painful. Like, to, like you right. got no range of motion, anything. Yeah. So, you know, wh- how did that all of a sudden come to be? Like, this is obviously an injury that's been, he's probably been working through it and playing through it. Then yeah. wh- just now. And then maybe like, it got it, too it, much. He was trying to uh, grind it out and it gave on him. Like, th- isn't this a very clean thing? Like, what does the MRI say, Joe? You know what right. I mean? Well, it, it says it's torn off the bone. Like, well, well how the hell did that happen? Go. Well, there you yeah. go. If it's torn yeah. off the bone, it's effing torn off the bone. Yeah. Uh, you know, give the guy his like, surgery and let him uh, be on his way.
Right. And by the way, it's a workers' comp, so it's not like the Jets are coming out of pocket with it anyway. They, he's going to be covered anyway with the insurance. So, like, but they are pretty adamant. Just show me what the damn MRI that, says, and I'll tell you what the answer is. Like, you know. Yeah, right. Well, that's you know, it's to rub some dirt. Here's a here's Toradol. Take a couple yeah, sure. of shots. You'll be back in there. But he was going to lose his job anyway. They weren't. They were planning on benching his ass after the third week anyway. Right. And then all of a sudden he got an injury. So I think there's a little bit on both sides here. But the bottom line is he's not going to be available for you. Let him have the surgery. Then figure out what you're going to do with him afterwards. He doesn't do you any good because he ain't playing whether you dock him the check or anyway. What are you going to do? And all this Throw him does out also, there? Joe, <laughs> you don't want the rest of the Jets to start to develop mistrust of the medical yes, staff. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like that's the exactly. other factor here. You're right. Maybe it doesn't matter for a simile, right? But I don't want other guys on the team being like, oh, they're they're you know, they're in the pocket of the team. They're not going to give me real my real diagnosis. They're going to whatever like that's that. That's the Trent Williams situation. Yeah, even. Yeah, exactly. Correct. That's the reason he won't go back there. Now, the, the big question mark comes is that will Washington after tonight's loss, will they trade Trent Williams or is Washington just again being that? Well, screw you. If you don't play for us, you don't play for anybody. Because if you could get assets for him, what the hell are you doing if you're Washington? I don't get it. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. what are you doing? You know, and I what mean, happens now with, with Josh Gordon? Josh right. Gordon's going to go on the IR. He's going to be cleared in a couple of weeks. And then what are you going to They're going to release him. So what'd you end up getting for him? I don't care. Get me a fifth round. I don't care. Get me anything. And that's anything. the thing, right? What, what is the franchise doing here? We talk about Trent Williams. Maybe they can move a guy like Josh Norman. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. reason to have Adrian Peterson once Darius Geis comes back either. Yep. And it's not like teams, uh, Detroit, couldn't use a running back right now, right? But, you know, what are they doing with Haskins, right? It's the same thing. When are they going to look themselves in the mirror and realize that they ain't playing for 2019? They're probably yep. playing for 2021. So let's start to organize for that. And that means Trent Williams ain't going to be there. Josh Norman ain't going to be there. You know, Case Keenum ain't going to be there. Let's, you know, swallow it and move on. Yep. And uh, Nikhil Harry, by the way, eligible to come back mm-hmm. here in another week or so. So it, uh, I, it's all starting to come together with Sanu. There's really no reason at this point. They didn't didn't cost him anything to pick up Gordon anyway, guys. So it wasn't right. like they had a lot invested in him. So I get it. And when your first-round draft pick can play in another week or so, offensively, from a weapon standpoint, they'll have enough wide receivers. Uh, but this week is going to be, for the Jets, very interesting. Tonight, for Washington, does... Does he make it on the field? Because they won't start him, but the way, does Dwayne Haskins make it on the field tonight? It depends on how many points Minnesota and Kirk Cousins put up in the first half. I don't think so, because I'm leaning under on this game. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I do not think, guys, that uh, Dwayne Haskins is what they thought he was, unfortunately. Because otherwise, you know you know the owner? His ass would have picked up there. the phone and said, play him right now. And they're not, even with Callahan. Yeah, it's, a, it's unfortunate. All right, good luck no matter what you do. Enjoy the games tonight. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com where millionaires are made. Did you- 
miss me. Here's what you missed on Make It Rain. And I don't He's marked that he's thrown over 30 postseason innings, okay? Mm. I don't care who you are. That is a lot of innings for a guy in his mid to late 30s. And as we've seen, he's gotten jumped on the last couple of starts, giving up runs in the first inning, that sort of thing. I just think, and I know it sounds crazy to the fan or whatever, but sometimes you just have to understand, like, maybe he's hitting a wall. And, you know, for rookies, the innings limit is like 150, Mm -hmm. 160 innings. He's up over 250 innings this year, Joe. And I would venture to say a lot of them were pretty high leverage. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, and it it takes its toll. I mean, this yeah. is not it, it, this is not 20 years ago, guys. These pitchers are definitely not conditioned to get to this particular point. It's not like they, you know, for 10 years out of the career they threw 300 plus innings. That's not what's going on here anymore. And I don't know how you combat it. Uh, you know, if you're moving forward, when you get these guys in the mid 30s, Scherzer, same situation right now, mid 30s, 35 years old. You know, it's it's getting to that point at this point in the season where you know they're starting to regress a little bit. And you know, yeah. give credit to the hitters and to the team, but at the same time, you can't go from being that ridiculously dominant to yeah, you know, can be good for stretches because that's not. That's not good enough, and that's not going to get the job done. And it's actually not being good enough is putting you in a 2-0 hole. While Scherzer and Strasburg are making pitchers, even when they're not as dominant, we haven't seen it yeah. from Cole and and, uh, and Verlander yet. And and that's the difference in this series right now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, Verlander can't go out there giving up four runs. Right. You know, this is the World Series, but uh, you nine know, in the first inning, like seriously, right? that's what I'm saying. And I think he, I, I think there's something to it. Like all things being equal, I think they've just, you know, they're they're running on fumes. And and yep. you know how we talk about Joe, like the NBA coming to the NFL in terms of the trading deadline and players forcing their way out and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know what else the NBA does? You know, did not play rest. Load management for guys like for stars like Kawhi. Remember the Toronto Raptors last year, how they were resting Kawhi a lot throughout the regular season so he could be fresh for right now. Now, I'm not saying you skip a Justin Verlander start, you know, but these Astros with 107 wins, they were clear of the Oakland A's, you know, for at least the division for a while. I don't know. Like, could they have? And I know Cole was chasing like the strikeout record and Cy Young awards and stuff, but maybe they could have managed uh, the innings for some of these big studs and horses Mm. in the months of September, in the months of like August and September, a little bit more. I mean, you think it's crazy, but they do it in the NBA all the time. LeBron takes nights off. Kawhi takes nights off. Maybe some of that is how you stretch it out. If you're, if you're Mm. one of these teams, 